Hello, hello, hello. I am David Butler. And I am not Emily Bell Freeman. And I am so <laughs> sorry about that. Everyone forgives you for not being here. Because she's amazing. She is. But say your real name. My name is Stefan Tager. Yes. This is my friend, Stefan. Hello. Um, we are doing, this is called the Revival Podcast. We're so happy that you are here. This is This is where this came from. The whole idea of this was that, first of all, that word revival like speaks to my spirit. I like love that word. So do you love it as much as me? Oh, so much. Amen. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, good, 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 good. Um, that word just is like, okay, I, when Jesus said one of his best lines, <laughs> <laughs> if I may rank them, is Jesus says, I came to give you life that you may live it more abundantly. John 10, 10, I think. Can you verify me? Stefan knows the scriptures and philosophers and prophets better than anybody that I know on planet Earth. That so, is in John chapter 10. Yes, sir. Okay. But that idea, you, I, wanna, I came to give you life. And so often we talk about eternal life as being a future event instead of a, like, you actually can live abundantly. Like, that intrigues me so much. And I, and I think every six months in our faith tradition, we have a spiritual revival. Like we have a time for God to speak, for modern scripture to come again, and and for us to like teach me the principles that will breathe life into me, into my family, into my relationships, into you know everything that I'm about, right? And so that's that's what that's what we're doing here. That's what revival podcast is. It's like a let's look at those those words of modern prophets, disciples, modern scripture that, that teaches us the principles of life and living it more abundantly. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that so much. It's one of the most exciting parts of our faith tradition is, of course, we believe in a living Christ, but we also believe in living prophets and apostles who have a word from the Lord to us this day. That actually is meant to do something for you, right? right? right like, absolutely. it's like, I, like, I wrote this book one time, um, Y'all, this is not a pitch for it. Just <laughs> so I want to tell you something I did not Where do in the book, it, and I still <laughs> and I still feel bad about it. Um, it was all the different ways that I see God showing love to the world, and I felt like I was like pressed to like do a chapter on prophets because I actually feel like that's a gift. They are a gift to the to the world. Like God is that's one channel that God is using to teach us the ways of life. Let me teach you how to live life more abundantly. And um, I didn't do the chapter. I feel like I still like cringe a little bit. It was like, well, but deadlines and whatever. Yeah. But it's just like, I actually like believe that about it. Um, what you said a second ago was like, it's actually one of the most exciting parts of our faith tradition. I was yeah. like, I thought you were going to say general conference because the weekend <laughs> itself is actually not that exciting for me. Just so you know, it's my ADD or something like, but like when I have a chance to like, look at these words, like, I don't know, like, all smashed in one week. What I'm trying to say is all smashed in one weekend. It like, oh my gosh, that's so many speakers. It's a lot of Thanksgiving meals. Right? Yeah, yeah, too much like in a row yeah. for me. For me. Um, but like when you actually get a chance to like, which we're gonna do week by week. Let's take out some of those one liners. Let's let's like look at some of the questions, the relevant questions that these words are answering. Right. There's a right. tendency for some to believe that. Maybe the, maybe the leadership of the church is a little bit out of touch with what's going on, like, on ground level. Mm. And, and I actually think that might come. You might believe that 
if you only heard what they said once and let it go hmm. instead of taking a chance to be like, hold on. Like what they're answering, like some of like the, like, man, I don't, I don't even know what to call the questions, but like the, the questions that really are like most are, pressing. Yeah, yeah. Most pressing. Yeah. Right. Or that are right. troublesome or like, wham, man, like, you know, like anyways. And if you define relevance, is. like in a really superficial way, like clothing or the music you like or the car you drive, you know, and we, we are part of a very formal faith tradition. And so we're not going to, that's that for us, the relevance is not that it's what are the words, what are the teachings, what are the insights that prophets and apostles want us to see. Right. 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 And that can that actually have an impact as we live them out. Right. They make a difference. Right. Like it makes a difference. Um, and so that's what you'll get every single week. It's going to be 20 to 25 minutes per week. That is my promise. It is my vow. <laughs> it is my, like, I will ask for permission if I go beyond the 25 minute mark. Um, because we want this to be like a quick, I don't know, quick morning listen, especially if you're on 1.5 speed, man, then it's, then it's going to be like, I don't know the math, but <laughs> quick, <laughs> it'll be yeah. like, it'll be so fast yeah, you know, yeah. to even get into that. And you know, um, the thing about this relevance is that life really is um, complicated, right? Like, yeah. I just feel like there is a lot to living. Like, my soul sometimes yearns for, like, a simpler way of life. It really does. And, and I don't know if it's true or not. Because, like, if you go to a place on vacation, I had a friend who just went to Bali. And I followed every day of her stories when she was in Bali. And I was like, I must go to that place, you know? And I, and she came back and I, and when I saw her, I was like, I need every street you walk down, every hotel, every dish you ordered, every person you talk to. I want to replicate that trip. Exactly. And one of the things that she said to me about there is she just says they're doing life correctly there. Mm. And she talked about the pace of their life yeah. and just like, it just, that it was so, simple i've been places like that you've been places like that you've met people where you're yeah. just like oh my goodness you know does life have to be this complicated and maybe it's just because i'm there for a week <laughs> that's why i don't see like some of the right so right. it's complicated but like uh, like decisions that have to be made i just read somewhere this is might not be a reputable source but like um it was one article that said we make thirty-five thousand decisions I can't wow. even remember what it is. A day, a year. It doesn't matter. That <laughs> makes me tired. I'm stressed out just thinking about that. I can't even. <laughs> whatever it was, it was like a decision every two seconds. That was whatever it averages out to be. Wow. One decision every two seconds. And it's like, and I have decision paralysis as a diagnosis, like from a doctor. <laughs> like, I, like, <laughs> like when I order at a restaurant, I hate ordering at a restaurant. I don't know what to pick. I, like I make the, I go last. I make everybody go before me because I just can't do it. So even like the dumb decisions are stressing me out. See, is it, is it at the restaurant? Sorry. I'm like, or is it before? Cause that's usually the, the decision for me. It's like, which restaurant do we actually pick? No, 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 no. At the restaurant sitting there at the table. Wow. Cause I want to see what my spirit feels like eating. <laughs> And then I just like look through things and I'm like, oh my gosh, but I want this or this. And like, oh, am I going to? And right when I order on multiple occasions, I've called the waiter back. He's like, I changed my mind. Have you really? Yes. Do you give them a bigger tip for that? I always tip really well. I hope so. I waited tables. Did you so, really? Yeah. And so like I had, like it's in like, 
every every waiter and waitress out there fight for me <laughs> to sit at your table because I tip super super well. But that's, that's very generous. But of you. okay, so you like there's meaningless decisions is what I'm trying sure, to get sure. at and have a therapy session at the same time, <laughs> right? But then like some of them are like really like like I'm thinking to myself, did I do that correctly? Right. What are the consequences of that? You know, did I did I handle that situation? Like for example, like we. My wife and I are just starting to have teenagers. We've had teenagers for the last few years, and we're having more, right? Because like you, we have like seven million children, oh. and it's. Did I do that correctly? <laughs> so I want to know. <laughs> Should I have stopped it too? You see, <laughs> and and I'm, and we're so grateful. But like, just like, what age do you get them a cell phone? I can't even do cell phone. Talk. Like, 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 oh, and just that's just that's so. I mean, that's big, but just all of the time. It's tiring to me. It's tiring to be a really good parent. It is. You know, because you're like, wait, I want to like, I want to be a good parent. But it like takes so much work to actually be one. And you're just like, what are the, somebody tell me what to do. You know, right, with all right. of these things or all sorts of situations, you know, where I just like, like family drama. Like how involved should I be? Like what level should I engage in this? Like what's the, you know, like right. sometimes there's a balance between do I mind my own business or do I show an, an, an increase of love? Uh, do I um, push someone, push back on someone right now or do I just listen? Like, right. you know, there's right. all different right. situations. and Or, or like, what about work? When you're, you're, you love your job. It's fantastic. And then it goes into a period where it becomes very difficult. Do I look for another job? Do I stay where I'm at? I mean, like, how you spend your life and work, there's, there's a ton at stake at trying to work through that and figure that out. What am I going to do as I try to earn money? I mean, because anywhere I go, I mean, I, I can be promised security, but am I finding meaning and fulfillment in my work? Yeah. Work, family, the church, like our church callings, there's tough decisions all the time. Right? I, I had a blessing once, and in the blessing, it was said, never fear, you will leave your footprints on, or imprints on the sands of time. It was not that footprints poem that you're thinking about, right? It was you're like you read that you read a little thing that you will leave your imprints in the sands of time. And I actually want to. I, I want to have a meaningful life. Yeah. And I want to create meaning. And I want to like leave good humans. You know, like I want my kids to grow up. And I and I want to live with purpose. And I I don't like man, our time here feels so short. And I just so much of I'm trying to figure out, did I you know, yeah. like you go to a funeral and like it can be either be super inspiring or you leave and you're just like, I want to make, I want to do things better. I want to do things right. I want to do things in a way that actually like make a difference in this world, right. you know, and that feels really difficult to do. Where do I spend my time? Where do I spend my money? How do I make my decisions? Like, what do I do with my relationships? How, like all of those things can feel so overwhelming. And that's why this first talk that we're looking at today feels like it, it answers it so simply, so simply that you almost are like, for real? Um, right. But Elder Oaks, President Oaks, gave this talk, and it's really memorable because— I've never heard a talk like that. Uh, he actually, yeah. like, I think less than 4% of the talk were his words. One, less than 1%. Yeah. I don't know where I came up with four, but like I was just giving him a, you know, the benefit of the doubt here. But I really heard it. And I thought to myself, 
did you forget to write a talk? <laughs> like, I think you may have, like, had other things going on, which, you know, is understandable. Like, he's like us. We'll like, you grace. He has a lot going on. He has a lot of decisions to make. Can you imagine? I can't even pick what to eat at Cheesecake Factory. Could you imagine trying to pick what you're supposed to do, speak on in conference? Especially when yahoos like us are going to testify that, like, it's, the, it's God's word. You know, they're just like, that is so much pressure. So, like, I get it if he's just, you know. But right. then, But then he said something that actually spoke to that yearning in my soul and not until afterwards because I didn't have time like my I wasn't in that place of yearning but now as we're talking about like oh like just like did the pressure you know to to do things right for lack of a better way uh, or you know to do things like in a meaningful way he said this line we are given the scriptures to direct our lives period like that's just a simple statement that he makes where he's just like, um, one of the purposes of scripture is to give you direction. I, I think one of the challenges about living in a world that there was, there's so much at stake in all of the decisions we make is that there's t- actually like tons of really good advice out there. Mm. And so to have an authoritative set of books that say, no, this is the way. This is the way to live, right? Is so refreshing. Right. So enlivening. Something to know? measure everything against, right? Right. Even my own thoughts. Right. Right? Because like they can, like I need something to ground me in like, okay, here is something that is um even if I wasn't a person of faith, but I was like I would say these are like tried and true. Right, right. You know? I actually would take Jesus's advice, even if I didn't believe he was like savior of the world. Sure. Because I'm just like, I like, there's a lot of governments who have based their entire like, constitution <laughs> based off of, you know, some of these like timeless truths. I actually feel the same way about like, you know, our, the prophets and apostles. I was like, man, if you add up your age together, that's over a millennium of experience <laughs> sitting in a room when you make a decision. And I'm fine Right. Like, to me, I'm just like, I've circled the sun 40 times. So if I can get the advice of 1,000 years of life experience, even if I was not a person of faith, I would just like, I would actually be really interested right. what all of you would have to say on yeah. that. And that's what actually makes this even more intriguing. I didn't even think about it till now. That President Oaks is like, he's a smart cookie, you know? Right. Like, he, he's like, he's well-read. He's been a Supreme Court justice. Like, he, like, knows his... University of Chicago. Like, My word. And then he, so like, you know, he could easily just be like, I have a word to say about this and this and this. I've got some, like, I've got right. some advice. Right. And so for the fact that you're like, you have twice a year to speak to a worldwide audience. And on this particular one, he was just like, I would like to quote to you the words of Jesus. And didn't you feel the power as he was going? Because he said those statements, those t- they've, they've been echoed for 2000 years across Chris- Christianity. And there was something about the way that he did it that gave us the cognitive space. Like, he, he didn't interpret it for us, although that would, that's his right as a prophet, seer, and revelator. He can do that. Right. But he said, I'm just going to read you the words of Jesus. And, and the Holy Spirit just started to work upon our minds and hearts. My friend Shima is an attorney, and she actually said something about his talk after it. And it was along these lines. And 
uh, Shima, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. She said it so much smarter than I'm about to say it, <laughs> where she just said, um, actually put it in the, um, we have a newsletter that goes out every single week. So you could, I don't know if you could get it if you signed up now, but anyways, for the future, um, at goodnewsbrandco.com. But uh, she said, really smart lawyer talk, where she just said, um, talked about the kind of lawyer and Supreme Court justice that he was and that he models mm. after where the concept is that the law speaks for itself. Mm. Like there is not much need for interpretation of it. Just let it speak for, speak itself. for itself. Yeah, And yeah. I appreciate somebody analyzing and totally. like doing, but there is something also just like, let me just speak these simple words and let them, let the power of them like speak for themselves. Yeah. It's, it's, and the way, and, and going back to our original question, how do they provide clarity it's not in the sense like you're going to read the New Testament or the Book of Mormon or the Doctrine and Covenants, and all of a sudden you're going to know if you what age to buy a cell phone for your kid, right? Right. But they provide the principles and things to consider as we learn how to make our own decisions within a, an inspired framework. Yeah. Now, sometimes, you know, the Spirit may, after you read a verse and say, do this very thing, right? And then sometimes, like the brother Jared, the, you know, sometimes it's, hey, how, how do you think? We should solve this problem. Yeah, and he's just like, I actually have like a framework of principles right. that I think you ought to live a life within. Right. Which this is really, and I actually like when we first read it, thought that just barely like a couple of minutes ago, we're given the scriptures to direct our lives. Mm. Right. It's like, let me give you, let me point you in the right way. Let me give you a framework to like create a life within. Almost like here's the sandbox right. to play in, right? right. Or or whatever. And and I think because they're they're ancient words, right? So clearly they're not going to address some of the specifics, but they will like kind of navigate our heart in a direction and our minds in a way, put us in a place. Right, absolutely. And I just, I think that reveals a God who is so loving. And I mean, think about how demeaning it would be if we were directed and uh, commanded in all things. Right. But instead God teaches us correct principles and let us governs our, let us govern ourselves. And that allows for us for our individuality and our personality and our creativity to come through. But well, also within a bounds, we can't, we can't say, Oh, it's just my individuality to be a mean person. Like, no, that's not allowed. Right, right. Yeah. Right. But there is a, there is a sense of an eternal individual that is allowed to be preserved, but then also sanctified at the same time. And I think I'm just now going back to listen to my, memory of some of the things I said at the beginning of this podcast where I think maybe the wrong question to ask is like, am I going to get this right? I, I, like I actually think is like, Oh, you're coming at that a little bit right. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's just like, like there is this like single right way to, to do something and to be paralyzed by that. Like, yeah. what if I get, what if I involve myself wrong? What if I do this in the in the wrong way, right, right, right. I, I think there are some wrong ways to approach, like you were saying, like oh, meanness would be the wrong way to approach this, right? Um, but I also like think, man, if I would just believe in, I think it just shows a little bit of a, a lack of um, what God's able to do with what I offer, right? To just be to be paralyzed by, yeah, you know, a decision. If yeah. that makes sense, it, I'm, I'm absolutely, to, yeah, absolutely. And and I actually think some of the examples that. President Oaks reads some of the words like really show in living color how the words of Jesus actually provide 
profound clarity to tough decisions. Right? Yeah. yeah. So let's take a favorite. Let's pick a favorite, okay. both of us. Okay. We already did, everyone. Um, <laughs> and let's say what it is. Mine is this line. It's so familiar. I do love that about them P.S. I was like, oh. I was like quoting along with him, you know, and my L, my daughter L was like, how do you know his talk? <laughs> I was like, I wrote it. L. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so there is something about like, just like, oh, they, they have a familiar ring to them. Right. Um, but that's a danger because the, the familiarity of it might not, might prevent me from taking a chance to just like, hold on, let that line kind of like i'm here for the first time yes right? yes yeah, yes yeah yeah but jesus says this it's one of my favorite things he says come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and i will give you rest there's something about that that almost says this to me in a decision where i'm like oh i, I want to do this right i want to i almost hear him like speaking to me and saying like hey come unto me all you who are laboring with life and like, I trust me, right? right? Like you can like have have a peace of mind about things for a second. I'm not gonna let you ruin things. If you'll come unto me, right, and yoke your life with me, like it, like listen, right, right, right. This it's okay. It's gonna be okay. Let's do this together, right? You know, it's kind of what it, I don't know. It's that's what spoke to I me. Know, I love that. Well, uh, for you, Dave, what's the difference between someone who says, well, if I come to Christ, if I read my scriptures and say my prayers or, you know, participate in Christ-like service, that means all like, oh, I'll get rest, like no problems. I'll feel amazing all of the time. And the kind of rest that Jesus is offering. Like, yeah. What's the difference between cheap rest and Christ-like rest? Right. Because, I, I mean, a cheap rest is to say, like, I will prevent anything hard. Right. Or difficult or anything from happening. That promise is no. Or I'll make the decision for you sometimes. Right. right which right. I sometimes want him to do. Right. Like, just tell me. Yeah. Just tell me what to do. <laughs> right. And that's actually like, that's not obedience. That's laziness most of the Amen. time. Right. Amen. Where it's yep. just not like, yep. oh, tell me what to do and I'll do it. And it's like, oh, no, no, no. I actually think he wants you to like work through this. The kind of rest I think Jesus is promising is like, it's almost like this. Life is hard. Like, like decisions are difficult. Yeah. Like struggling through mortality is like, it's a something, you right, know? And, right. and I think he's inviting you to say, you can either do that by yourself or we can do it together mm. is I think the Im invitation right there. And I think he's saying like, my burden is easy. Meaning like bringing me in is not what's making it difficult. Life is difficult right. and bringing me into it will actually clarify it and simplify it in a way that makes it easier. Right. Right. You know, I, think, yeah. I, I mean, that's what I think. I love that. See that. I love that. Okay, so one of my favorites. Which is just a one-liner. It's so interesting that this is a list. Like, right, like, right. Whew, you can, like, really, like... Okay, what's yours? Um, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart Come and on. with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Which really he could have just said only that one. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Absolutely. And I think when I'm facing a tough decision, I ask, it, it can be helpful to ask yourself, uh, how does this work towards building love towards God, 
and towards others. Like, what will be the loving thing to do? Mm. And when I say love, I don't mean like high fructose corn syrup love. I mean um, Christ-like, cross-like love, the kind of love that sees others fully for who they are and responds to their humanity and goodness and does what is needed in the moment, right? Mm. And so I'm alive to God and his goodness, and I'm alive to others. And, like, that provides clarity. Like, uh, so often the decisions um, that we face are, are difficult because our motives are off. Why are we doing this? What's the reason? And if I can stay, if I can say, what's the loving thing, that will help me to say, okay, this is a decision I can choose, and this is a decision I can own. Hmm. President Nelson ended conference. Um, the name of his talk is The Answer is Always Jesus Christ. And I understand that that can, that can sound a little bit like, I mean, I can, I, I can hear myself saying back, like, really? It, are, is it that simple? Are these, are these lines really that, are they going to really make that much of a difference right. in 2023, whatever year it is? I forgot what year it was, right? <laughs> but like, is it, you know? Yeah. Can they really stand the test of time? And I, President Nelson made this promise. Again, a 98-year-old who I would trust anyways. Absolutely. And just says, whatever questions or problems you have, whatever questions or problems you have, the answer is always found in the life and teachings of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That's a bold claim to make. Um, it's really simple, but this comes from someone who's, lived life he's like i've i've done tragedy i've i've done marriage i've done raising kids i've done work i've done stress i've done all of those things um whatever problems you have and these are words that have stood the test of time right right? and he just says try them out see if you cannot find go first to the life and teachings of jesus christ and see if, if they don't speak that, you know, that balm into, into whatever the problem yeah, we don't, or situation is. Yeah, I, I love that so much. We don't worship a list of ideas or even a list of attributes. We worship God the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. And they show us a way of being or existing or, or living in this world. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's, not an, it's not a bunch of ideas that we're trying to connect with. It's an actual like an actual being that we're trying to learn and imitate and live in this Who world. came to a complicated, right. decision-filled world right. and handled situations, right? Right. Like all of these words that he spoke were in response to real people, real questions, real situations. Like he, he lived it out right? And, and navigated it with, with the very teachings he was giving, with love of God in mind with love of people in mind. Like you just, yeah, you watch him do it and it just gives you confidence to like, oh, right. Maybe it still can. Maybe I still can. These words, he said, will give you life. You can like live life or you can live them in a way that just is like, oh, it's full of refinement and refreshment. And revival, come on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm revived. Yeah, my guy. (laughs) All right, y'all. We will see you next week.